Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. Welcome to another episode of On Culture. My name is Mike Sherman, and On Culture is the uh, podcast of the Embassy Substack newsletter, theembassy.substack.com. I'm joined by Susan James, who has joined us before. Susan is a therapist and uh, a friend. And hi, Susan. Hello, Mike. How are you doing Everyone? today? Good, thank you. It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday as we are recording this Friday, Friday afternoon, correct? Um, and we're going to talk about uh, desire. We're we're um, we're going off the last uh, issue, uh, the last dispatch from the embassy, which is about basically wanting what we want. Do I want what I want? Um, do you want what you want? Uh, and if that sounds intriguing, well, it's one of the reasons I wrote it. It was intriguing to me, um, and uh, we, it kind of one of the things it talks about is. Um, it engages with the work of a of a scholar, uh, recently deceased, uh, named Rene Girard, who, um, you know, one of the quotes that I like from him is, "Man is the creature that does not know what to desire." Uh, and his idea is, we look around, we look around at other people uh, to what do they want. There's a certain, you know, there's there's a certain health to that in a sense. The community you grew up in a community, the community you know, trains you as to, you know, what is good for the community, maybe, or ideally what is good for you or family, parents, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but this idea, it's mimetic desire, meta- imitative, like we imitate the desires uh, of others um, to some degree. Um, and certainly that's obvious in a lot of sort of maybe trivial ways, fashion and trends and all sorts of things we, you know, Oh, everyone's buying this. Everyone's watching this. Everyone's doing this. So now I want to do it. Kind of a little bit of a FOMO sort of thing. Uh, But we don't even know really if this thing will do what we hope it'll do. But, you know, we're willing to give it a shot because other people are are in a sense doing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And just I kind of wanted to, you know, interact with that idea. I do interact in the piece um, to some degree. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Susan, um, you know, what does it mean? It, what do you think it means that we don't know what to desire? And is there a difference between, you know, a want and a desire? Or how would you define that difference? And how do we know um, what we want? Yeah. Well, first of all, when um, you said, do we know what we want? The first thing I thought about was... Um, something that I'm very conscious of and therapy is the past informing the present informing the future. And I do believe a lot of um, the mimicking or the wanting something comes from learning in childhood. Um, A lot of times we're told what to want in childhood, told what to do and what in childhood um, taught what we should want or should do in childhood. So it becomes a pattern of, And then we look and see um, the response to if we follow those shoulds or those wants or those do's, um, what kind of response do we get? Well, if we get a positive response from parents or teachers or peers, then we do more of the same, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. And so that I think that just carries on to adulthood in the present. Well, my peers now, if I want certain things, it says something about me, right? And I think wants can be, yeah, I want those. I really like those boots. But is it really about the boots because I think they're really cool? Or is it really about what I think my girlfriend's? Right. Well, think about me or certain style that I portray, you know, so you can you can look at it at different levels. There's once then I feel like desires are more about the deeper things of the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, it's one of the that's, you know, in a short amount of time, you made, I think, a point that Gerard makes a lot is do we want the boots or do we want the reaction that others seeing us in the boots Mm -hmm give us um yeah we do want to build an image for ourselves that may or may not be who we really are right and even if others aren't seeing it if i think you'll like the boots then even when i'm wearing them at home alone then i want them but partly it's just part of this whole mimetic sort of imitative thing Mm -hmm. um and yet, I do think, as you said, there may be a different. You differentiate between wants and desires. So, what would you say uh, is what differentiates between a want and a desire? Hmm. Um, I think I have to think about that. As like I said, I feel like the want is something that's more in front of me and something tangible, and I can reach out and say, "I want this." You know, mm-hmm. I want this steak, whether it's you know, for whatever reason, or I want this clothing or this big house. But I think the desire for me, and I'm not sure that's what other people's definition would be, but a desire for me is something um, as a result of me feeling like I'm lacking in it. It's a need not being met. Mm -hmm. And so the desire, um, I I look at desires more um, as a desire for acceptance, a desire for being enough, a desire for being lovable. And mm-hmm. we can have wants that we think will fill those needs, those mm-hmm. desires. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, you know, what, okay, so if you could, if I could boil down the fundamental things, obviously, you know, food, air, mm-hmm water, shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that we want because we need them. They're genuine need them. needs. Right. They're bottom of the, you know, pyramid, if you will, the Maslow's, you know, hierarchy of needs and all right. that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, common to really a, most of the animal kingdom, you know, in some, right. in some ways, but then yeah. there's another and, level. What's that? And mm-hmm. once not, might not be that way. Once are just something that you, yes, desire and that, necessarily need them but my argument with that is those wants are or an, attempt. an effort to f- yeah. an attempt to fill a real need yeah yeah and so I, I think you know if i'm if i'm uh understanding who i am i know my story i know the story i'm in i know who i am i know you know that i'm an image bearer in this grand story and god's made me that there are there are desires that go that that make sense in accordance to that identity and of that story. Like I want community, I want purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I desire community. I desire purpose. I desire meaning. I desire 
relationship. I desire connection to God. Um, but I think, yeah, but I think that even if we don't have that connection with God, even if we don't know we want those things, I think we desire them anyway. We just look for other things to yeah. get them. Yeah. And that's saying, yeah, that's, so that's saying what I'm, what I'm, what I was trying to say is that, Sorry. <laughs> you know, that, no, that's, that's right. I think that's that we have this desire and we don't know even perhaps that we have it, that it's there mm-hmm. because I don't know who I am and I, maybe I don't know what story I'm in. I don't even know that those are what I really desire. And so, you know, what I do instead, uh, especially if I have a little money, I watch Matthew McConaughey and a Mm-hmm. Mercury or Lincoln commercial, whichever one they are thinking of Lincoln. I go buy Lincoln because you know it's Lincoln, don't you? Because you like mm-hmm. those commercials. Yeah. But I'm not a Lincoln girl. <laughs> uh, well, apparently I'm not a Lincoln guy. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, and so all of these reaching for wants, looking around, you know, imitating the wants of others is all an attempt to satisfy a legitimate need or a legitimate Mm -hmm. desire that's I may or may not be aware of, or I may or may not want to even admit that's Mm -hmm. my, that's my real need or desire. Uh, and so then what happens, uh, in your experience, if that's my Mm -hmm. situation and then I get what I want, I get the boots, I get the Lincoln, I get the steak, I get the job, I get the house, I get what I want or what I Mm -hmm. think I want or what I think I should want. What happens? Uh, what happens? I think there's still that hole left, mm-hmm. that emptiness inside, and that it did not fulfill what they thought it would fulfill. And, you know, any of us, for that matter. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, more isn't necessarily better as well, because there's more to take care of. And we get into the, you know, the hurry culture, the have to take care of everything culture, and it's really not what they thought it would be. You know, and it's not fulfilling the desire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it totally wrecks life, you know. So do you um, think people are willing to admit? Um, you know, in my experience, I don't know that people are always willing to admit, you know, I got the job. Uh, I got the clothes. I got the house. I got the car. I got the family, mm-hmm. whatever. I got what I wanted. I'm happy. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Um that you know there i can't really even admit that i'm not happy or not right. fulfilled so i have to pretend because, and then i have to just keep chasing more stuff right. right yeah because i think that's what our culture a lot of our culture tells us you know that we should be happy if we have all these things that's what advertisement is telling us that's what the influencers are telling us mm-hmm. you know and when when you don't feel that you feel you have the sense of oh if this doesn't make me happy, something must be wrong with me. Right. That's right. I think that's, that's exactly right. Is I'm, I must be defective somehow mm-hmm. in that. That's right. I, you know, I'm, everybody else seems happy with all of this stuff with this life that I have mm-hmm. and I'm not. So I, that's probably why I don't even want to admit I'm not. And if I do, it's like a, yeah, there's something wrong with me. And there, it's interesting that that there's something true about that. There is something wrong mm-hmm with me mm-hmm. that uh that you know partly part of the fallen condition you know when when uh, you know when we're when humans fell uh, a bunch of things were damaged or corrupted but one of them was my as i like to say my wanter 
my wanter is broken as well. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what to want. I, you know, part of what Gerard, who I believe might have been a Christian, I'm not sure, he had, he had a lot of kind of quasi-Christian writings, um, mm-hmm. you know, that I don't know what to want. I don't know uh, my wants and my deep desires don't match up anymore. Like, I don't, right. I don't want the right things. I don't even want the things that I think I should want sometimes. Uh, or I want things that I know will hurt me or so on. Um, but all of that is belied by looking around and, and mm-hmm. it seems like social media contributes to depression in, and anxiety uh, in just this way by presenting us with a stream of false pictures. Right? If you're well, depending on what you're looking at, that here's a bunch right. of people that are super happy and that's not really true. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is an external locus of control. I mean, you're, you are um, naming yourself based on your perception of how you match up to what's out there, what you should be versus living out of who you are from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and having those true desires, the true ones out of the inside and projecting that onto the world, who you really are versus, Oh, this is what the world says I should be. So I have to be this and then live out of this. And if it doesn't match up, there's an emptiness there because they're living out of the outside in versus the inside out. Mm. Yeah. So in this discussion and, uh, you know, what you just said and, uh, and even in, in, uh, you know, reading Gerard's work, um, you know, there's the, the, the word differentiation keeps coming up to me that, you know, part of what we're experiencing is we're just poorly differentiated from, you know, uh, you know, or we live in a, in a world that's, you know, we just poorly differentiated. Um, and that's part of our problem. And it seems like a, I don't know, a societal problem in a way that Mm -hmm. we live in a society that's poorly differentiated. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, sure. And please, I think, that is not how God made us. Um, I think we're called to be differentiated because we are. We just, there. when you're differentiated and you live out of that, which I see as the internal locus of control, I think that requires vulnerability and we can feel feelings of inadequacy if we're different from everybody else or if we're, mm-hmm. you know, going a different path. And that's very exposing and, requires mm-hmm. humility and that mm-hmm. doesn't always feel really good. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one, one measure of differentiation is, um, I have a bigger or a greater handle on what I really do desire. And it's not quite as connected to what the crowd desires. Exactly. Uh, it's not completely disconnected, but it's like, I don't need, I don't have to want the same things you want. Uh, you know, and, that's okay. And I don't feel less, you know, by, you know, not having to, uh, have the same, you know, measures of value or fulfillment or whatever than other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that seems rare, uh, and even within the community of faith, even within the church, I think we're, absolutely we're, it's rare. Um, uh, why do you think that's rare? Well, I think it comes down to, um, our culture really promotes everybody being the same or at least same within groups. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think right, fit into a tribe. Right. Right. And I think outsiders, there's a tendency for outsiders, especially in middle school and high school to get bullied, to mm-hmm. be honest. And who wants to be bullied? And, um, you know, it's just, um, I don't, people have a need to feel belong, like they belong to something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure when they see themselves as different. It, it's a rare human being that sees themselves as different and that's okay. That's a level of maturity, you know, and yeah. it's I a think, measure of health um, that you have that, it that is. Does, is rare. Yeah. Yeah. To not care what other people think and to know who you are mm-hmm. and you live out of that knowing who you are. Because you've been, for whatever, been nurtured, that's been nurtured in you. You have resilience. You know, there can be a variety of variables. Right. Um, right. But yeah, um, I do think that yeah. desire to fit in is, I mean, it's part of what Gerard talks about uh, in his work is and there's a there's a, a good part of that, that, you know, mm-hmm. we do need other people. We need, need to learn how to fit in. We do need to take the wants of other people into consideration somehow and sometimes go along with them. Like we can't all make our own dinner, um, you know, uh, but then that just gets, uh, we get lost in that. uh, And we start, we pay too high a price, if you will, to fit in. uh, Mm -hmm. And we chase after that. And, you know, you know, it's, I know you've heard in um, it's promoting the false self, Mm -hmm. you know, when you do that to it. And there's mm-hmm. a price to be paid for that. And then it's like when you get older and you realize, oh, wow, who am I? I didn't know all this time. And you try to shed that false self and you got to do a lot of work. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And and right. And there's a there's a certain safety or apparent safety sure. in being with mm-hmm. the group that you have to learn to, you know, to move away from to some degree, even to discover. So I'm wondering. Um, so part of what I was thinking and I mention it uh, briefly uh, in the article. I probably could be a whole article. Um, just the ro- the proper role of the community of faith, the proper role of the community of believers in our lives. Um, part of it is, uh, I think, to nurture our true selves, uh, mm-hmm. w- which are made for community, which are made made for God, made for meaning to to reinforce, you know, what is true and to mm-hmm. uh, not emphasize what is temporary or, you know, passing or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think people's uh, loose attachment or unattachment from a community of faith, uh, the idea that I can just watch my favorite preacher on, on yeah. my computer and I don't really need to go to church because what am I getting from it is... Mm-hmm is, is the wrong, uh, I mean, isn't, it's a, it's a misdiagnosis of who we really are, what story we're really in and how we grow. Mm -hmm. And part of, you know, part of the role of the community of faith is to help me in this process of, by perhaps accepting me with different wants or whatever. Yeah. But we're all together. We're going to focus on these three or four or five purposeful desires we were made to have together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because there's so little of that, it's it's so much easier to be lost in the sea of, I don't know really who I am or what I'm doing right. or what even I want. Uh, so I'm going to chase a bunch of things. Yeah. And I think 
you're going to help me work through this, but um, somehow I think it's tied back to how hard it is for people to really believe we are God's beloved. He loves us and accepts us unconditionally as far as um, it's not about what I have, what I do, you know, it's about, he wants to hang out with me just because of who I am, you know, and that's hard for, I think that's really hard for us to internalize as Christians. And I think that as Christians, we are also called to imitate that for others. And if we can do that for others, I think that gives them permission to be vulnerable and to lean into discovering who God has really created them to be because they Mm -hmm. already are accepted and Mm -hmm. loved. Yeah. It's just kind of my, yeah. Yeah. The fulfillment of our true desires are there. And especially Mm -hmm. if we're in the, uh, you know, the community of faith that the full fulfillment of what we truly desire, even if we're not aware of it is already been given to us or made available to us in Christ and in the community of faith. And we sort of have to train ourselves to, kind of believe that get on that program mm-hmm. if you will uh mm-hmm. help others get on that program and um and it doesn't mean you know you don't have nice boots right. uh it you know it's all that's all just within the context of i realize the boots are nice mm-hmm. but um they don't constitute my value or they're not the they're not a ticket to f- further accept acceptance and and so on and so on. Uh, and I don't, I think that if the, the community of faith is not doing that or not, um, conscious that that's part of what it needs to be doing. And if I'm not conscious, that's part of what I need to be a part of. It's just so easy to, to not, you know, to, to, you know, take what I think I want from the church, whatever that is, good worship music and from Mm -hmm. this place and good, sermons from that place and and say well that's really all i i want but it isn't what i want i mean it Mm -hmm. it might be what my my fallen wanter says it wants but what i really Mm -hmm. desire is something deeper that i can only have an actual connection to other people yeah and i think you know watching online and everything you can get out of it but i think it's like a substitute too for, Oh, this makes me feel good. This makes me feel a part of it. But are you really, you know what I mean? Are you in relationship? Are you in community, real relationship? And I really believe that's what God's all about. And what he calls us to is to be in relationship and, you know, and bring out who we are and uh, Mm -hmm. who others are as they do for us as well. Help us discover that, you know, Mm -hmm. and about the boots even, you know, it's okay for me to have good boots, but maybe if I discover who I am, I'll pick the cowboy boots over the high heeled, you know, right. There right. really is. He has created us for, right. you know, that sounds like it's more surface level, but not really. I mean, as far as you you're know, free to actually choose who, boots that you yeah. really want as opposed right. to and, what other, what you think others might want you to want. Right. And out of who we are and what we feel mm-hmm. comfortable in, it's like, yeah, this is making a statement about mm-hmm. me, you know, and it's not yeah. about others. It's about me. Right. I feel like me and them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God loves you even if you wear cowboy boots. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think it's so interesting. Like, 
you know, a lot of, um, a lot of marketing, uh, is whether they're, you know, really aware of it or not, they're trying to appeal to a deeper desire and saying my, my, you know, our product will, will fulfill it. Um, I remember, Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching, I don't remember exactly. I think it was Best Buy, somebody from Best Buy and, they were talking about why, you know, why all the Best Buy stores are identical, because uh, you're just explaining that they were uh, and that they all have the same program on them, that it's, you know, beamed in from wherever. And somebody asked him about that. And he kind of went on a long riff about how, you know, more and more people are disconnected. They've moved away to another city or they've moved to two or three cities. And, uh, it's the same, you know, he said, it's the same thing as a Starbucks. It's a third, you know, there's a, there's a feeling that, you know, that all Starbucks kind of feel the same. They have the same sort of soundtrack, uh, and it feels like a familiar homey place, even though it's a Mm -hmm. Starbucks in a city that, you know, you've never been in before. And it's appealing to this sense of, of a desire, um, at some really deep level, and it's it's not really attempting to fulfill it. It's attempting you to get to buy coffee, but you know you're going to go there to buy coffee because you have this mm-hmm. desire. And it, it's so, so interesting to me that you know they kind is. of are they're deeping. You know they kind of are aware of what people need at a level enough to get. You know I want to, when you go to a Best Buy, I want you to feel familiar. You know when you yeah. go to a, or comfortable. How many comfortable. of us like to feel uncomfortable? Right. Right. It's right. so important for us to feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I think there is a sense in which, uh, you know, the marketing people might have uh, some insight into what we really think we desire. And I think that's, I didn't watch my Mad Men a lot. I watched a few, but there's a, there's Mm -hmm. a, that theme sort of seems to run through it, you know, appealing to, you know, to deep human desires uh, in order to get them to buy Coca-Cola or whatever, Mm -hmm. or Boots, you know, or Lincoln's. Um, and, uh, the more that we can become aware of what it is I really want, um, exactly. then, then that's, you know, cause I, I think, um, I, I do feel like the sense of, um, you know, differentiation and, and knowing who I really am and, and knowing what story I'm really in and knowing what I really desire are all sort of wound up in the same, in the same bundle that, you know, it's hard to know what I really desire unless mm-hmm. I have a sense of who I really am. And I do think because, as you said, it's hard for us to accept that we are an image bearer, child of God, you know, deeply loved, deeply accepted. Um, and we want to do something <laughs> or buy something or mm-hmm. want something, you know, that, that we think is going gonna, is gonna to get us that. That's going to fill that that need inside of us. Exactly. So do you find, um, are there times when people uh, maybe wrestle with, you know, I'm thinking of, I don't know, somebody has a tragedy or somebody has a, you know, their health is suddenly Mm -hmm. in question and that clarifies in some way what it is they really desire or what it is they took for granted or their child, you know, they're estranged from a adult child. And, um, mm-hmm. now, I mean, I guess you could go one of two ways. I mean, that could clarify and lead you towards health or it could, I guess, lead you in another direction. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. I'm trying to think. 
um, so I'm sorry. Help me a little bit more. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was a really well-formed question because I'm just kind of thinking okay. out loud. I'm just thinking of people who, you know, what moment of clarity that they might have when... Maybe About they what they really want? What they really want or what's life or who they really are, what's really important when them, something yeah. happens that breaks the routine um, and something maybe even undesirable happens that breaks the routine or that that might be the catalyst towards a, some journey right. of... Of, of of growth, you know, because and, I ha I can't stay here because whatever. Right. I, I, one example I can think of, and it happens more than we would like to think, but um, it's a lot of maybe in relationship and marriages, um, maybe taking the partner for granted mm -hmm. and um, not um, maybe focusing on, you know, uh, the success, you know, what, what's out there, you know, what the culture says mm -hmm. we need and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, the spouse might not feel the same way. And once the spouse is gone, there might be a wake up call that thinking, Oh, well, here I am in this big house and I have all these things. And I didn't even I want all have, those things. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even want all these things, but this is what I was told I need to do. And I had this mm -hmm. drive inside of me you know, and, and I just did what I was expected to do. And now yeah. my whole world is blowing up, you yeah. know, yeah. and, um, I don't have my wife or my kids. So yeah. right. it's really sad. You know, yeah. it's not that they're a bad person at all. It's just, they had the wrong, you know, path, the wrong direction, the wrong priorities. And they didn't mm -hmm. realize it until they lost what the most important thing was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, I think, um, trying to land the figure out how to land this plane is, uh, you know, I do think that, um, you know, it's, it's okay. And in fact, healthy to really think deeply about what it is I really want, what it is I really desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not, you know, it's not a really a surprise to God. Um, I'm sure. And that, you know, I'm accepted anyway, so I can really, you know, delve deeply yeah. into that question, you know, yeah. yeah. What, what, what do I really, what, what, you know, what do I really desire? And it should be safe for me to do that. I should give myself the safety to do that. Yeah. I want to challenge people to, um, when they do express a want or desire or a direction in life, not only to say, okay, what do I want, but why do I want it? Mm -hmm. You know, and see if there's something underneath that have thoughts about your thoughts, you know, why you want something and maybe it'll take you to a deeper place as far as, um, you know, some truth and maybe related to your faith or what mm -hmm. have you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And that can, that can give you some self-awareness and thinking, Oh, is this really what I want? Or is there another desire? And is it being, am I asking for it to be met in a legitimate way or a substitute for what I really mm -hmm. want? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really, I guess allowing that for other people as well, Exactly. Uh, you know, particularly children, you know, as they're, you know, what's the, What's the expectation that we have for, for you know, our children growing up and so on? Mm -hmm. Very um, good. That you know, uh, allowing, uh, allowing true desires of other people to be to be found and not have to meet some societal expectations. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So with that, let's leave it there. Uh, you know, let's uh, yeah, think thoughts about your thoughts, what it is that you want, and uh, and uh, you know, give yourself the safety to really delve deeply into the question of you know what it, what is it that I desire, and uh, grace and peace. Thanks for listening. Do you enjoy On Culture? You can support us and the content produced by subscribing to our newsletter, The Embassy, by visiting theembassy.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.